I made a tactical error. You ready, Slee? So I forgot that Susan was off today, which means that she might be listening, and apparently she is. Oh, jeez. Because she just texted me. She goes, you don't even know what Christmas Eve is. Oh, and it was, it was there was a lot of hostility in that text. Like quite, quite a bit of like, you don't do, you know what. And so anyway, sorry. I'm scared guess, for you, bro. Yeah. I don't know it if was you still get like, this weekend's there was, trip. There was some punctuation in there that was uh, just pretty aggressive. I just, you know. Careful you know out there, man. Uh. You know how it goes. All right, so Darvin Ham. Uh, Lakers beat the Celtics last night kind of yep. out of nowhere. No no LeBron, no AD. Um, D'Lo was really good. Austin Reeves was really, really good. He made a bunch of three. Lakers shot over 50% from behind the three-point line. Lakers Jackson actually, Hayes, yeah. Rui Hachimura, like some of these other names that you don't really hear of too much. Lakers shot a higher percentage from behind the three-point line than they did from inside of it. So it was, right. it was one of those nights. The Celtics really couldn't make any baskets. And M, the, the Darvin Ham quotes that he put out there, you have those in front of you? Yep, I got them. So this is what Darvin Ham said uh, last night. So he says... I just think that they can't be paralyzed mentally in thinking they got to do things to get Braun and AD the ball, their touches, uh, getting going. Those two guys are great. They're all-stars for a reason. They've been who they have been through the course of both of their careers for a reason. But there's also two guys who want people around them to play the right way and make the right play when it's right in front of them. To be in attack mode constantly and defensively to be where they're supposed to be. So just the idea of having to push and get these guys to be in the right position. What do you make of that, Al? Um, a couple things come to mind. I mean, he's 100% right that ultimately the only way a championship team becomes a championship team, it wasn't just Kobe and Shaq. It was Robert Ory and what's Derek Fisher going to do and what's Rick Fox going to do or Horace Grant or Ron Harper or Brian Shaw. Uh, go a little bit more recent, the Lakers winning that championship in the bubble. It wasn't just about LeBron and Anthony Davis. It was Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Rondo, Danny Green, go down the list. But something I, I, I will say, um, and you mentioned this, and I, and I don't think we mentioned it on air, but it's something you mentioned in the prep. That's what makes your head coach stand out from other head coaches is that I can pull a guy to the side like D'Angelo Russell and say, listen, I already know what LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to do every single night. You're the most important player tonight because if you don't go, then it doesn't matter what those two do or Austin Reeves or Rui or Jackson Hayes or go down the list of some of these role players. Of course guys are going to be tentative when LeBron and Anthony Davis are out there because two of the best players in the world are out there. They're going to eat first, and you're waiting to eat. Once they're full, Is I guess what you could say is that's when you're going to come and grab a plate and say, okay, I'm going to get out there as well. But you don't win with just two guys. You don't win unless your role players are there. And I think some of his quote also reflects on his coaching because that's on Darvin Ham to make sure that these role players are in a position where they are comfortable and they are producing, and they're not tentative because LeBron and AD are out there. He's criticizing his own job. He's he, he, the, the, what he's saying is, I'm doing a bad job. I don't even I don't know if he realizes he's saying it or not, but that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, you're not hearing Michael Malone right. say this about getting they, touches for everyone outside of Jokic and Murray. They can't be paralyzed mentally and thinking they got to do things to get LeBron and AD their ball. Their touches uh, to get them going. Those two guys are great. They're all stars for a reason. They've been who they are throughout the course of their careers for a reason. But they're also two guys who want people around them to play the right way and make the right play when it's right there in front of them. That's your job. 
to make them understand that, to make them play like that, to free them up so they don't have to go out there and just exclusively serve your two best players. Obviously, that's job number one, but the second part of it is do you and make sure that that you're not not being at the, your best because you're trying to do this. That th- this idea of well, we got to get find guys that can play really well with LeBron and AD. Right, that's your responsibility to make sure that those guys play well with LeBron and AD. D'Angelo was talking after the game too. Can I can I say this before you go to D'Lo? His quote that he has there, I think at the end, if it's added, and that's on me to yeah, figure it out. Exactly. Okay? So so just just to 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 add, I think some of that context. I also I know we want to throw it on Darvin, but. You know, I'm going to throw this a little bit on LeBron James as well. There are times where LeBron is in the game, and LeBron, you're holding the ball for 20 seconds of the clock. LeBron, you're you're you also have to be responsible for putting guys. Maybe whether it's it's making them feel comfortable in the situation because you are LeBron James. Kobe used to have the same issue. Some of these great players, there would be issues with some of these greats about making sure that. Um, I can't hold the ball for 15 seconds of a shot clock and throw it to Austin Reeves with six seconds left and say, go make it happen. I think some of that responsibility also goes on the stars, which is Bron and It does. You're right. And it's also on the coach to make sure that the stars do that. Right, so it, it, yeah. I, I keep yeah. I keep bringing it back that if LeBron isn't going to do it just because he's not going to do it or he, he lost track of it or he's unaware of it or whatever, the head Your coach like, puts it back I, together. I get yep. it. I get that LeBron James is an equal partner in all of this. That when it comes to coaching and all that, he's LeBron James. The thing runs through him, and it should. That's fine. It's cool. But the head coach can't just be there to clap his hands on the side of the uh, of the, the the bench. You need to coach the team, and you need to coach the best players, and you need to make sure that all the pieces fit together. And if you can't tell your best player what you need from him and how he's going to fit in better with the other guys, then there needs to be somebody else that can do it, right? Phil Jackson didn't just stare at Michael Jordan and say, well, I guess he'll tell those guys what he needs out of them. I guess that those other guys better figure it out with Michael Jordan. No, Phil Jackson helped those guys fit in with Michael Jordan, fit in with Shaquille O'Neal, fit in with Kobe Bryant, fit in with Phil ja- or with, uh, Scottie Pippen. That the, the star players are always going to be the most important thing, but if the role players aren't fitting in, you're right, Al. Yes, it's predicated on the star player to insist on, you. hey, you guys need to do this too – but if that's not happening, then the head coach needs to try to make it happen. It, it, it keeps coming back to him. It can't always be. And he who's telling on himself that they're paralyzed in trying to find a way to get AD and LeBron involved. And, and he's not wrong, but that's your job to right. make sure that that paralysis doesn't last. I think we mentioned it earlier in the show even that where – we were saying they looked young, they looked fast. It's like because they were playing young and fast. Loose. And how do you make – sure that still happens when AD and LeBron are also in the court and how to make it all feel like last night I think what you just said Trav they're the loose they were loose there was and maybe this just has to do with there's no expectations, expectations yeah, yeah for no, sure nobody's walking in that game yesterday thinking like it's kind of what we were talking about a little bit yesterday Slee right where just for a night they basically said guys whatever just whatever happens whatever happens yeah. we don't got our doesn't matter they're really good we're struggling we don't even have our best guys just go out there and let's just give me your best shot they won and, <laughs> I, and, listen, and I'm, I'm sure there's part of that of Boston kind of having the same mentality for sure Right, that okay, hey, they don't have LeBron and Anthony Davis. We just got to walk in here and and 
sometimes you get hit in the chin, and, and Celtics got hit in the chin yesterday. Delo said, and talking about how he and his fellow role players kind of filled the void last night, I think that's trust. If you miss shots and you're subbed out, how are you going to feel about that? You're going to feel some type of way. I think as a coaching staff around the league, around all professions, they're successful when they recognize their players are kind of getting lost in the sauce and they try to find a way to give them some love or find a way to get them something easy, you know? Yeah. And and D'Angelo's right. Okay, so I'm assuming here he's talking directly to the coaching staff, correct? Sounds like it to me. And 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 this isn't a, hey, let's uh, let's poke holes at Darvin. It's not that. His quote, I'm assuming what he's saying. It is for me, by the way. (laughs) I'm assuming what he's saying is, and I I like that he said in any profession that anybody who's a professional, if you're going to be successful at your job, you have to know if I fail – I'm not all of a sudden put to the corner and said, hey, you're in timeout, or in in basketball terms, you're sitting on the sidelines with me. I need to know that if I fail, I basically got a coaching staff that's saying, who cares? You're going to fail. You're right. gonna, in, in baseball, You're gonna if you're batting 250 to 280, you're probably in the lineup, right? And that means you're, you're failing X, X percentage of the time. And in basketball, and I think this is what D'Angelo is talking about, maybe there is too much of – well, if I take this shot and I don't hit it, there's a good chance I'm going to get pulled out of this game. So I'm going to hesitate to take that shot, or I'm going to be indecisive, or maybe I'm already in my own head. Um, I thought that quote was interesting. The second half of his quote, I think when you get that trust from your coach, it allows everybody, 1 through 15, to go out there and impact winning. They don't care. They know turnover, miss three shots in a row, get blown on defense. You still have trust within the group. That's And last night, it wasn't – Okay, I missed a couple of shots in a row, or I missed a defensive rotation, and a guy got an easy look. And okay, yep, here it is. I'm I'm coming out right. There was no coming out last night. I didn't have enough guys. I was just right? I was going to say, do you, do you think that had it had that had something to do with it as well? It's of course. Not only do you not have your talent, your two best guys, Cam is out. You're Vando short. ends up leaving the game. Gabe yeah. Vincent is out. Yep. You're, you're just short, so they're going to play, and you do find a rhythm, and you are empowered. Like, look, okay, I made a mistake, but I know I'm not coming out. I'll get him the next time, and. It's just it's just one of those things that is on the coach to free up role players. And I'm not saying it's easy because it's not. The, the, the juggling act of make sure your stars are your stars and that you get along with those guys and they get what they need from you. Make sure that you can coach those guys, that you can tell them hard truths when they need to hear hard truths. Make sure that the supporting cast knows that they're there to serve the stars, but at the same time, you can't just disappear and stand around and watch those guys do their thing. You need to make sure that they have the confidence to take a shot, to to make a mistake and not get... It's a really hard assignment, but that's the job. And if you're not doing the job, then someone else needs to do the job. So, also, this is not great news for the Lakers going forward, but this is from Adrian Wojnarowski. Just tweeted this out. So, ESPN sources with David McMenamin says that Lakers forward Jared Vanderbilt is expected to miss several weeks with a right Ooh. foot injury. Further evaluation is expected to see if it's an injury that might eat, keep him even longer. That's really bad news. Can I, can I say this, Trav? Does this not seem like in any sport where uh, – one small step forward, couple steps back, like just things aren't don't feel like they're going your way. Has there really been any moment this year? And I'm talking about the injuries too. And they, they've been fortunate, right? They're fortunate that AD's been there, Braun has technically been there basically every game. But damn, 
it doesn't. There's always something. It could be the play. It could be stuff going on in the locker room. It could be the chatter about Darvin Ham, or it could be what Emily just dropped right here that Vando expected to miss several weeks with a right foot injury. The, their best stretch of the season was right before the play-in and the play, and not the play-in, the in-season. in-season. Yeah, like right before the in-season and the actual in-season. That was where they get six games over five hundred or something like that. I'm, I'm I think going fourteen by and nine was their okay, best record. Okay, so so okay, so five games or no? What is that? Yeah, five games yeah, five. over five hundred. Um, okay, th- I mean, really? That that's the high water mark, and now you're right back down to even five hundred. You're you're you've had injuries throughout the season and and other than to your two best players and now your two best players just missed uh, an important game hmm. your best player Anthony Davis has been really good well he's about to miss you know potentially miss another game that you've actually been a little lucky in some regards and you still haven't found that groove that at some point it's just there is no groove to be found there is no way out of this there is no fix to this particular problem sometimes it's just broken I throw it away Sometimes it's just, you know what, let's try again. Let's start over and try again. That That's just the reality of it sometimes. There isn't always a way to fix it. And the deeper into the season that this Lakers season goes, the more it's starting to feel like that's what this is. Not that they're terrible because they're not, sure, but sure. they're also not very good. They're just kind of one of the teams that's there that might scare somebody, but nobody expects it to be big. Good thing we got that banner, right? You got to get that banner up early <laughs> Got get that thing around December. Get that bad boy up there in December, Trap. Hey, banners hang forever, Slee. Ban- ban- banners hang forever. On this year in the – Can't take that away, Em. On NBA Pro Basketball Reference page for the 2023-2024 Lakers, it'll have – just the bolded thing they were <laughs> the right. in-season tournament champions. That's right. The little, so at least the that's good. The little Man, badge bad at the news. top of their page. That's right. Speaking of bad news, I got a little bad news. I just – my phone – Carl Weathers died. Apollo yeah, Creed. I saw that. I saw that. That's a drag. That is a drag. Yeah. How old was he? 76. Uh, okay. 76 years old. Apollo Creed, probably his most famous. He was a former NFL player. He was an yep. actor. He's in all a bunch of the Rocky movies. He was in Happy Gilmore as Chubbs with the wooden hand that got bit off by the alligator. That's right. That's right. He, uh, he had a great Was career. he a predator, too? He was in Predator. Yeah. Yep. He was. That's right. I'd forgotten about that. He definitely. Jesse the Body Ventura, Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, Carl Weather, Carl oh, Weathers, seventy-six years old. Apollo yeah, Creed, just saw man, it. what a just drag! Saw it on Twitter as well, what a drag! Uh, all right, so Theo Epstein, that Theo Epstein, back with the team. This is great news for baseball, specifically baseball here in Los Angeles. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I have a question for all of you. So I didn't get to put this in factor cap, but it's Groundhog's Day related. So the concept of the movie Groundhog Day is that you're living the same day over and over again until, you know, you stop living the same day over again. So here's my question to all of you. Would you rather live your best day over and over again, but it never stops? You're just living your best day over and over again, but like time stops. You don't continue living after that. That's just the best day over and over again. Or would you rather live your worst day once, but you continue on living after that? You can continue to age, continue to have your life, but you have to live your worst day over one more time. I'm going to take my best day over and over again. And even if I get annoyed, I'm just going to say, well, it's your best day. And uh, you don't have to deal with any of the hardships, Trav. I'm just going to go the best day there. Go the best day. I still get good days even after my worst day? Yep. You still get good days after your worst day. And it might be better than the best day you think you had. Yeah. But it's just the idea that you know you will get the best day over and over The whole point of all of this, right, is that you can only appreciate the good if you had a little bit of the bad. And you hope you get more good than bad. That just if you do, it's like one of those things. There's an old, an old golf joke. It's not a good joke, but the the golfer goes to heaven, right? And he in the first day he realized he shoots even par on the golf course. His best round ever. He made a par on every hole. He shoots seventy two, best round of his life. The next day he goes back. He shoots seventy two again. He's like, oh my god, I'm on fire. And the next day he shoots the same score every day. And he's like, he realizes he's in hell, not in heaven, because there's no there's there's no variety. It's just the same thing over and over and over again and no matter now if you said just your men in black memory erased at the end of the day and you're starting over maybe a little different but if you know you're just reliving the same day good or bad that's no good i'm a 72 golfer (laughs) i guess so i guess so um theo epstein who won a world series as the top executive with the Boston Red Sox yep. and the Chicago Cubs. Unbelievable. Okay. They, there was not a better. Broke uh, two curses. Yep. Two curses. They, two teams that, if you would have told me when I was Come in down my, to San Diego, Theo, we got one too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you used to work for the Padres too. That's right. I, yeah. I mean, it's crazy enough. Um, I think he went to USD. He went to law school at USD. Yeah. 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 Um, he's back. He's according to Jeff Passan. This is a tweet from Jeff Passan. Theo Epstein is returning to the Boston Red Sox. He'll join Fenway Sports Group as a senior advisor. And while he will not be in charge of personnel decisions, his voice should carry enormous weight as the Red Sox figure out how to get back into contention in the brutal AL East. Yeah, I'll say so. And okay, he will not be in charge of personal decisions. Maybe not or personnel decisions, I should say. Maybe he's not like going to every scouting meeting and these sorts of things but sure. he's going oh, to know influence is absolutely be, yeah. Oh, yeah. that that organization will be remade again in the vision that he sees and it works and here's the thing there's only a very small group of teams in major league baseball that if they wanted to try to do what the dodgers are doing could mm-hmm. actually have a pretty good shot at doing it and this is one because they have as much money as you could want, right? If they wanted to write checks like the Dodgers, they could. If they wanted to scout and develop like the Dodgers, now that Theo Epstein's there, they can. If they wanted to be able to execute major league roster maneuvers the way the Dodgers have, they absolutely can because Theo Epstein has proven that they can. And his acumen, his ability, his resume is equal to, if not far better than, Andrew Friedman's. And there's not many people that can say that. And having another great white shark in the tank is good for the sport. 
that he's back with them. The Yankees could do it. Maybe the Cubs could do it. There's a few others that could really make a go of it. But having that guy in this this position all over again is great for baseball across the board. So wait, so help me with that. Why, why is it great for baseball if it's just basically – do you think what the Dodgers are doing is great for baseball? If someone else does it with them, yes. If it's just them – like we talked about it the other day, right, where uh, Sasaki is going to come up next year potentially. Yeah. If the Dodgers just pick him off the pile too and the next big free agent in Major League Baseball, if they decide to throw them on the – it's like, what are we doing here? It, Corbin are we Bill, already there? We're, we're really close because they're the only ones that are going like super nuclear in this thing, right? That Corbin Burns went to the Orioles yesterday. Corbin Burns is a former Cy Young pitcher and still very, very good. Yeah, sure. And it's like, yeah, cool. Do you know how much better you have to be to get on that level? <laughs> it's like it, it's it's just a, a midway move despite the fact that it's a really nice move. But if the Red Sox basically said – you're not going to get Sasaki. Watch this. And they just went in and went nuts to do it. And then whoever the next big thing is, they went, you need more than one heavyweight. You can't have a division of a heavyweight and then a bunch of featherweights below it. You need two guys or three or four or ten that are really competing but the same way. But aren't the Yankees doing it? they got Juan Soto. They have an incredible roster. They have Aaron Judge. They have Garrett Cole. They They're have trying all those guys. to do it. They're trying to do it. And it's a good example. Because Hold on. Let me see. They're the number where the Yankees. The Yankees are the sixth-ranked farm system in baseball. They have a huge payroll. They have a, 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 an attractive market. They're trying, but they haven't been able to do with the Dodgers. They're close. The Yankees went to the playoffs a million years in a row. They're trying, yeah. but more is better. More this, this teams is, like I, that I, is better. I think, Trav, here's the question. I think the question is going to be, will this work for the Dodgers? Because it's not guaranteed. The Dodgers stack the deck as much as you can possibly stack the deck. And this was already an organization that has had a lot of success. They've obviously get to the playoffs. If 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 the goal in baseball, because it's the randomness of baseball, is just at least get to the dance and take your chances, well, they've mastered that. They can get to the dance every time. Now, are they going to end up uh, being crowned the, the prom king or whatever the case is? Well, no, that, that, it sounds like, is much more random. The Dodgers, I think, is going to be the test of, I think you said it, right when they got Otani and then they end up with Yamamoto as well. I think you said that. And, let's and see by the what, way, and Glasnow and, and Teoscar Hernandez. And, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's insane. This is what you say. You said something to the effect of, well, let's, let's give it a couple of years because if they end up winning two of three World Series and this is clearly like, okay, they found a way to uh, as close as you possibly can to kind of, not guarantee them one, but you know what I'm referring yeah, to. Sure. Then we might be having the conversation of, hey, this isn't good for the sport. This is if we don't know if you're walking into a year and you kind of already feel there's only two or three teams that have a legitimate chance. But I think that's been part of the beauty of baseball yep. is I baseball agree. doesn't typically have that. It, it doesn't work like that. It, and it's really never worked like that. We saw the Yankees for a brief moment put together this crazy team and it they punched their ticket but once. It, well, you know, the team that won those three in a row in the late 2000s, early... A lot of uh, them were the, their own guys. Most of them, right? Like you, Andy Pettit, homegrown. Mariano Rivera, Derek homegrown. Jeter. Posada, Jeter, Rivera, they, they, Bernie Williams. Like, the, the middle of that field was all guys that they had drafted and developed or signed as, as amateur players. The Dodgers have an interesting mix where they're now they're a little bit more free agent based than not. Mookie's from somewhere else. Freddie, Otani, Yamamoto. That They're, they're kind of going in the opposite direction right there. And if it works, and it works over and over and over again, now you got the Globetrotters. 
It, it, so you you need to have another globetrotter on the stage, and and the Yankees are trying. The Red Sox with Theo Epstein, I think, will try again. The Astros are doing the best they can with what they have. You know, they don't have the appeal or maybe the the deep pockets that the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox might have. Building but, it their own way. Yeah, sure. you, you got to have a few. You don't need to have thirty teams that are doing it like this because no sport has thirty teams that are doing it like this. But if you only have one. You got a real problem, and or if the other two and if the other two or three that are trying can't quite get on that level, then you got the globe trotters. But they got to win. If, if look, if they go spend their seven hundred million on Otani and they lose in sure. the second round of the playoffs, sure. everybody's gonna be laughing in their face, and they'll be right to do it. They mm-hmm. got to punch the ticket, and you know, <laughs> you know my feelings, Lee. I'm already sweating it, and spring training hasn't even started yet. So I, I'm cautiously optimistic, but having another really really smart guy with an organization that has really, really deep pockets and a very yeah. rich history is good for the sport. Did you, uh, did you already buy season tickets? <laughs> what do you think? I'd have to sell my car, my house, my kids, my kidneys. Everything. Honestly. I got no chance. If you ask Burke, he'd probably my want kidneys. Theo Epstein as the analyst, too. <laughs> yeah. He'd want him as, as Friedman's assistant. Exactly, because right? Bergman wants it all, uh, and that's what he wants for the Dodgers. Really he wants funny. nothing good for anybody else, and I think that's what fans should want. So, Travis, I don't think you should want Theo Epstein to be in, in uh, baseball. <laughs> look, I, look, I want the Dodgers to win the World Series more than I've wanted anything in a very long time, but I am also a baseball fan i would like there to be somebody that can go toe-to-toe and give him a fight right like just some even when tiger woods was at his absolute best and was you winning wanted sunday it, to count you yeah it, or, or at least want phil mickelson to show up occasionally and give him a run like i'm team tiger i want to watch tiger win this stuff but somebody that could push him a little because watching him lap the field by a hundred shots is fun once or twice, but every time. But this is what's made I think this is what makes the conversation about the Dodgers even more interesting. They haven't cashed in. No. And, and they, they cashed in in 2020, but eh. I, I mean I'm talking cash in full 162 game season. Um, that's why I think this year, you're right. As much as we can say, or I could be a fan of another team and say, well, why are we even playing the game? They're going to win by 30 games in the division, which they, they probably will. They will. But, but it doesn't matter. Postseason <laughs> comes and it's kind of anybody's game. I can't. Except wait. they added Shohei and Romero uh, <laughs> and. And Glasnow. Glasnow. And Teoscar Hernandez. They already have and a James guy named Paxton. Mookie, and they got and they Freddie. Got and I think Bueller's coming Freddie, back pretty soon. Bueller's coming we'll back. Smith's a pretty good manager. player. Max, Max Muncy will Max. give him probably 35 to 40 home he runs. Hit, yeah, he hit 35 plus yeah. last year. Will yeah. Smith is, if he's not the best catcher in the National League, he's what, yep. second, maybe third, but he's probably not third. You got a, 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 a Alvin will probably ball out because he gets a second year under his belt. <laughs> and sure. he gets to yeah. bat ninth. You think he's going to see any pitches with Mookie Betts standing on deck and then Freddie and Otani waiting there? They're going to put it on a tee for him. Just skip the season. Let's go. Let's go. When does October start? We, I'm feeling it. It's going to happen. Hot or cold coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. ESPN Bet is now live. As the official sportsbook of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusive and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props that you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in a legal gambling state. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So Jason Kelsey on his podcast, New Heights Podcast, was talking about how he's kind of, he's like, I don't know if I should say this or not, but he's 
sourcing out to see who owns the backyard sports game mm. franchise. So backyard sports includes backyard football, backyard baseball, backyard soccer, backyard basketball, and it's all these things. Where they have these kind of like kids play, and like the they, they had a real quick question: Is there like a renaissance for these? Are they popular again? They've been kind okay. of popular in this like okay. subculture. People are like, oh yeah, Pablo Sanchez is the best player uh, athlete of all time because okay. he always has. They always get like you know how Madden does like the the, the ratings for all these people, right? And so. But you could also play with like um, real NBA players, but like in these kid forms. Like right. I used to always play with like Kevin Garnett uh, on my backyard baseball. So uh, I loved it. It was like a PC game. So you had these little floppy disks or like PC games. You put it in your computer and you would play it um, with your sisters or your brothers and stuff like that. And they want to develop it so that you can play it on your phone yep. or on the Nintendo Switch. So I, the reason I ask is my oldest son is 23 he loves these games too like the, the, yeah. the, he is into that thing and i didn't because i don't know if that's from childhood thing that he likes again or there's been like a renaissance of it or he's just kept doing it i don't know but i had never heard of that until about a week ago and he mm. mentioned it to me and showed it to me that i, I just didn't know if that's like a, a like a retro a popular retro thing that's coming back again Some, sometimes the most the fanny pack of video games the sometimes the most <laughs> simple of games are the funnest, right? Yeah. Like, think about – and I, I don't play video games now, and I, I think, Jorge, you and I were talking about FIFA, Madden, yeah. stuff like that. We used to play back in the day. Tetris but, was fun, man. But it but was. some of the games they have now are so complicated that it's the simple games are actually the ones that are uh, are the funner, funner ones. Yeah, there's Animal Crossing, there's Mario Kart. There are all these things that are very simple games that are just like – Turn your brain off. Let's yeah. play. What was the one where you cut the fruit in half? Uh, 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 fruit ninja. ninja. Fruit ninja. ninja. That was like oddly just to slice these pineapples up. There's that was so Temple crazy. Run. There's Candy Crush. Yeah. Like all those things that are just like kind of well, mindless I, things. To play I, from. How much did for a while there? And I don't know if it's still popular. Angry Birds. Angry Birds oh, yeah. was like <laughs> anywhere you freaking went, somebody was playing Angry Birds. Angry Birds was huge. Em, did you buy your PS5 yet? I have not bought my PS5. If anyone would like to donate to the PS5 fund, <laughs> yeah, go fund me for Emily's welcome. video yeah, game help system. Help out foundation. What was uh, the other option? You were thinking of one uh, or the other. Nintendo Switch, Nintendo which is Switch. kind of smaller. It has less games, but it's all Nintendo games. Okay, here's the real reason. It's because my group of friends keep on being like, anybody want to go play Mario Kart tonight? Anyone want to play Mario Kart tonight? And I can't participate, and I get left out. So that's where I feel like I okay. need to be a part of the group. Question. Mario Kart's <laughs> Can you buy one on the secondary market? Yeah. What do it they is, cost? It's still over $100. Yeah, okay. it's, it's still probably like 150 somewhere in there, and then you need to buy the game. And okay. I think I'd like it. I just, my friends are having fun without me. Yeah. <laughs> FOMO. FOMO. Uh, all right, so I'm going to play. Now it's time for What's Cold. And now time for What's Cold. Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, I also got the uh, the... Preposition right or whatever the what I got right. All right, so it's time for <laughs> what's cold. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is part of his uh, press conference. I can't really remember what he was asked the question, but I listened to kind of the context around what he was saying here. But he compared himself to Morgan Freeman from Shawshank Redemption. I could describe it to you be like be like Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption. You know, red. I'm so, I'm so excited that I, I, I find I you know I can't sit still or or hold a thought in my head what a free man would feel before a long journey. I just want to make it across the border 
want to uh, shake my friend's hand. That's that's how I feel. So is he feeling like he's like being caged by college football, <laughs> being caged by Michigan? He has a, I, think I don't know he where a, he was going. He has a lot of excitement for what's in front of him. And I he has a, a whole world in front of him with his NFL. He's very excited to do that. But that's like, it. is that a little bit of like shade towards Michigan and college football? No, I think he's overselling his enthusiasm for his new employer. Yeah. Right. That that that's what this is. This is I I'm starstruck to see Justin Herbert. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I'm excited to go to do my next thing. I did the Michigan thing. I won there. I, I put you guys back on the top of the mountain. I'm on to my next thing, which is what the normal human emotion would be. Mm-hmm. But because he's Jim Harbaugh and because he's half crazy, he wants to sell it to a degree that you know, who's got it better than us? Nobody, <laughs> right? Like he does that whole thing. This is his version of that to Charger fans. Like, yeah. man, I'm like red on the bus heading to Zihuatanejo. I'm going out there and we're gonna knock it out. I can't I can't I can't imagine what's coming. Okay, Easy, can, dude. but can you also <laughs> can you also just I, I think taking him for his word Think about what he just did, and he just won a national championship for Michigan. And there's this and, – and, Trav, I guess the point I'm making is that let's say he lost that the national championship game, and it, there was just this like, oh, man, I got that far and I couldn't just cash it in. This guy, it's like, you know when you know you have uh, a vacation coming up and you just – Whatever it is that you're working, it's like for the next two weeks, you know, you got nothing. You got this like excitement. Oh, my gosh, look what I just accomplished. The man just accomplished something unbelievable. He wins a national championship for where where he went to school. And now he gets to start a complete clean slate with a new chapter. Who's hot? Who's cold? brought to you by NextGen, the official AC heat and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call 833-3-NEXTGEN. That's 833-3-N-E-X-G-E-N. Or visit nextgenairandplumbing.com. There was a, a, a brief moment of uh, panic, might be too far. Caleb Williams was spe- – there was speculation that he was telling the Chicago Bears that I will not come play for you, and then that speculation has since been tamped down a little bit. But it kind of goes back to something we were talking about before the season had started, that coming off of a Heisman Trophy winning season, pre- the presumptive number one pick going into last year's college season, and still the presumptive number pick, number one pick coming out of that season – how much leverage would he have that he's got some money in his back pocket from NIL? Could he dictate terms on where he wants to land, which in football doesn't happen very often, right? That as a drafted player, you know, you and I could talk. There was the Eli Manning case. Well, he's got the Manning name, so he's got a little bit of sway right there, and he's got the economics of it all. He doesn't have to have it. John Elway could go play professional baseball for the Yankees for a while until the Colts figured out that he was never going to come in, and they sent him to the Broncos. Bo Jackson was like, I'm not playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll go play baseball and waited him out before he could go land with the Raiders. Steve Young had an alternate professional league in the USFL, said, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go over here, and I'll take their money. There really isn't an, a viable option for Caleb Williams to try to really squeeze somebody to go somewhere else unless it's just simply, I do not want to play for you, don't pick me, and the other team decides, you know what, if he doesn't want to be here, then let's pick somebody else. That's really the only lane he has left to him. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. I, I'm, I, I'm not crazy. I, I, it's a bad look because, okay, let, let's say hypothetically the Chicago Bears decide, you know what, let's get out of the mix here. He wants to play for the Commanders or, I mean, you know, you, you're taking a risk with any franchise that you're on. There's no guarantee that it's going to work. And I understand the Chicago Bears don't have the uh, the best um, the best history when it comes to uh, 
sustained success in the NFL. I get that. At the same time, is this kind of how you want to start? It, you, you get into your NFL career, you're making a case that you don't want to be with that specific team. Okay, well, what if they end up drafting you anyways? Now it's, I don't know, your relationship with that fan base. This guy doesn't even want to be here. Um, I, I'm, I'm not crazy about it. I, I think sometimes in life, you know, especially a guy like Caleb Williams, wherever you end up, uh, uh, life's just not perfect. And if, if you end up with a franchise that is not your top choice and your top priority, and Trav, like you mentioned, you don't really, you're not in a position where you have play in B, C, D, and E that you can run through. Um, I don't know. Roll up your sleeves and get to work, and yeah. maybe you could be the player that helps turn around the you Bears franchise. You could be franchise. Joe Burrow. Sure. Absolutely. But you could also be every other number of very talented college <laughs> football quarterbacks that go and more get likely, ruined. Right? It's the whole thing is like if you go to the wrong place, you could be ruined and have not even a second shot at this apple. And he can't if even if you're a he, good player, if you're a good player, you're going to get your opportunities. Not always. Not always. There are really not bad always. teams that sink good players. I think probably, but not always. Mm-hmm. That look are we sure Sam Darnold was bad? Are we 100% yeah. sure he was bad? I'm not I'm not because the Jets are football cancer. They just they they kill everybody. Joe Flacco right? was there like what last year and looked and terrible and looked terrible. He shows up. But aren't we the- always going to have some examples, right? Like, aren't you going to be able to have examples one way or the other? Like you just mentioned, Joe Burrow. It's not like the Bengals have a history of that. that what, what he did for that franchise, and maybe that's just because Joe Burrow is unbelievable, and Joe Burrow is a really really good quarterback. And they also got Jamar Chase. And they got Jamar Chase. But, the, again, the Bengals are not only teams that occasionally pop up and do – like, they had Carson Palmer. They've had Chad Ochocinco and TJ Hushmanzada and Steven Jack. Like, they, they had guys that could play, right? So, it, it's n- nothing is either a zero or a hundred. There's always some degrees here. But And then Darnold goes to Carolina. They're another team that's filled with bozos. They don't know what they're doing. And then he goes to San Francisco where he's a backup. We never really got to see him. I – what if Sam Darnold lands with Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or or, or one of these Andy guys? Reed. Andy Reid, Matt Le- Matt Lafleur, who clearly has turned Jordan Love into a pretty good quarterback. Like it matters. If and- if he doesn't if he doesn't go to the Bears, let's say the Bears didn't use that number one pick or they trade or something. Wh- where would he most likely land? Where's the next spot he's going to go? I, I, so I, two is Commanders. If he yep. fa- if he falls to two, Commanders will take him. They need a quarterback. Yep. If he falls to three, the Patriots will take him. Yep. And that's the one, two, three. They all need quarterbacks, and they will pick a quarterback. Four is a car- is the Cardinals, and yeah, they won't I, take. I don't think he has the ability to say where he wants to go. I think he has the ability to say, I don't want to go there. there yeah. Right? And you can only do it so many times. You can't say, well, I'll only go to the, I don't know, pick a team, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys don't pick till 22, or I don't even know where they pick. Sure, but sure. you can't do that. But you could tell the, the Bears probably, listen, I don't want to be here. I know I can't stop you from taking me, but I'm telling you, I don't want to play for you telling you I don't there's nothing about this that I like you're not changing my mind so if you pick me you're picking somebody that does not want to be in your building that's really your only card to play and hope that that that, that team goes look if he didn't want to be here do not right. pick that would guy would you be- still take him Trev you're running that franchise if I think he's the guy I'm taking him anyway him. but if, yeah, I, if I there's even a little hesitation that I think he's the best player but I don't know like sure, sometimes sure. You're, then I'm moving on to the next guy because I just don't know. But if you're 100% positive that he's the next coming of Patrick Mahomes, hmm. then you take him and you say... And you're being patient and you're selling. Yep, yep. You'll, I know. I, I understand how you feel. We're taking you. We're going to change your mind. So 
Come on, we'll see you when you get here. We're because drafting you anyway. Even if he gets drafted, he can't go and like I don't know, say five I'm not years. going to you guys. They own his rights for five years, so they have to make a trade for a team that he wants to go to, or that he just had to sit out for five years. So it just there's not a lot of leverage in the Caleb Williams department, unless he wants to not play. That the the, the walk away is I will I'd rather not play than play for you. That's hmm. I'm calling that bluff. I'm calling that bluff. I, I, yeah, okay. Let's see. Yeah, he's not walking away. With the number That's one pick, happening. we take That's Caleb Williams. Pro- prove it to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think he feels like that. I think he's going to go. I think he'll be pretty good. And then we'll find out whether the Braves or I should say the uh, Bears are like the Jets and they ruin everybody's what, what, career. Hey, what was the – just because I didn't see it. I know in the morning we were talking about there were some rumblings. What was the report that came out that, that quieted it down? That it wasn't a report at all. <laughs> that oh. it was more speculation yes. than Yes. Colin report. decided to say on his show that he – Got calls to kind of rephrase got it. what he said. Yeah. Okay. That opinion was mistaken. Why you should listen to fact. us. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. That's that's where we'll leave it. The dumps coming up next is Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So I want to start here because it is the anniversary of one of our great American actors, greatest role of all time, <laughs> role that I know him most for. Role Tom Cruise, he, Mission Impossible Tom 11. Cruise, uh, the firm. <laughs> role that he gets recognized the most for. He's actually been asked. He's on the Oscar tour, um, Oscar buzz Nomination. tour right now uh, because he got nominate, nominated. And he's been asked, what do you get recognized the most for? And he always says this movie because it is a classic. It's a fantastic movie. And it's Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar came out on this day in 2002. So it's turning 22 years old today, and the and the plot of the movie is a middle school kid writes a script for a movie, and it gets stolen by an evil ad ex- or studio executive played by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> uh, he goes to the meeting and then say, "Oh, sure, whatever, we'll make this," and then steals the story. And the kids have to prank him to get it back. He turns blue. What uh, do you mean he turns? You said I don't, like he can't breathe. So no, no, no. So they prank him by going to his house and putting blue dye in his pool. And so Paul Giamatti is doing this to like, um, I'm hungry like the wolf. And so he's like, he's in like a Speedo and he comes out of his house and he's like, yeah, I got to go swim. And then he goes swims to hungry like the wolf and oh, comes and out of the pool. his skin gets dyed. And his skin is dyed. And oh, also they dye his beard orange. Kill it? Did it kill it? It killed it in my demographic of like, eight-year-olds this time <laughs> and now we are all uh like millennials and so it, it kind of kills it now paul giamatti for me is the guy from sideways right he's that or pig vomit from private parts with <laughs> howard stern those are the two things i think of when i think of paul giamatti and yeah. that he's the son of a former commissioner of the major league baseball bart giamatti yep. who told pete rose to hit the bricks that, that's how i think of paul he's giamatti. also in john adams if you ever oh, watched yeah. that john cinderella adams series yeah, oh he's good man. in cinderella yeah. man he's really good he's a election trainer. Uh, oh. With George Clooney and uh, Ryan Gosling, isn't he in um, what's the uh, Billions? Is it? Billions? Oh yeah, he is yeah, in billions. billions. Not yeah. Election. Ides of March. That's what I was okay. saying. Ides election of March. was the Reese Witherspoon one, and right? I love that movie. Yes, yeah. Ides of March. But yeah, that that movie's uh, that's great too. Oh, okay. Jorge showed me uh, him turning blue. I can see why people remember that. That is messed. Uh, is that Amanda Bynes? Is yeah, she in that Amanda movie? Bynes and Frankie Muniz. Amazing stuff. And it's 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 peak my generation. That's great. That is absolutely fantastic. It's also the anniversary, 2016, uh, February 2, 2016. 
FX's version of the O.J. Simpson story uh, debuted. They serialized it. The People versus O.J. Simpson American Crime Story was released and did a pretty good job. Like that, that was, it wasn't quite OJ Made in America, which 30 for 30 did, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But the FX version of the OJ story was pretty good, other than the casting of yeah. OJ. So Cuba Gooding is not casting. a big guy. OJ's enormous. He's a huge guy. Right now, even, I'm coming into work early. Okay. So that What's I can have this comment here right now. <laughs> that OJ. Like thirty for that that OJ real series, the FX like, series, the FX series. Okay, first of all, this is Momo, by the way. Hi, Momo. You're supposed to introduce me. Oh, I was oh, going Momo. to. You just you, <laughs> you just jumped in. on the air. You just jumped Momo's in here. on me. Let me introduce. Plus, myself Plus, you brought in a bag of food, and I'm distracted. Like, I got smoothies. <laughs> oh. You, you, you want some? Oh, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, so Momo, by the way. <laughs> that FX Made in America, the the OJ one, was revolutionary. It's great. Okay, it's called. There's the one of the first quote unquote docudramas. Now the, those are you know the Law and Order is like ripped from the headlines, but mm -hmm. they didn't do event casting like that did. Okay, no. so when I was watching that, that is the one that every time I was doing the Sterling Affairs, I would say. Oh, it's like the Sterling Affairs needs to be like the OJ, oh. the OJ FX series, where it's event casting. Okay, you have it's like so exciting to see who's going to play Robert Kardashian. It's sure. David Swimmer. Okay, what? so I was going to ask like, you this: the, like all those people were. So of the, th I, I'm going to give you three options, Momo. <laughs> yeah. The one that stuck with you the most for whatever reason, you liked it the most, you disliked it the most: Schwimmer as Kardashian, okay. Travolta as Bob Shapiro. Oh, so great. <laughs> or. Uh, Courtney Vance as Johnny Cochran. Uh, those are those are the three options I'll give you. Oh my gosh, we are so tangled. Yeah, um, we'll get you my, some headphones. My answer is the Johnny Cochran casting is so good. Courtney B. Vance. How, yes, and and I and also I really do think that that is um, Sterling Sterling K. Brown as uh, Chris Darden. Darden. Amazing, and then Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark. Oh, she was good in that too. So good, yeah. and like and then you know the 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 producing team who did that. They they just put Sarah Paulson in everything. Yeah, right? like she Sarah was Paulson in the, was in the. She was Linda Tripp. She was amazing in. Is Impulse she Trip. in your show? She is not. <laughs> However, it is the same producing team. Okay. So the the producing team is Color Force, and it's Brad and Nina Nina Jacobson, Brad Simpson, and then um, Ryan Murphy was part of that group back oh. when the OJ Made in America. Yeah. He sort of he's a big star now and he does his own thing but he's still sort of somewhat involved and so i remember when the podcast came out and i kept getting these calls from nina jacobson i was like oh my god oh my god this was my vision the whole time and so like i met with other people but like it was always once you got that call her. that was i was like yeah was you, you, Trev, you, i'm got, gonna be the easiest sell ever I like you were my inspiration go ahead slee okay so is it let's say are these series just really done on the OJ story and the history and everything else? Or in 10, 15 years, they're going to come out with another series like this and people are just really, really interested in how the whole thing unfolded, the history behind it and everything else, or both? All of the above. The, yeah. oh, the OJ story is almost timeless. It's like asking if there's going to be another Marvel movie. Right. It, it's you can't you can't tell the story enough because yeah. there was never anything like it. We yeah. probably won't have anything else like it. No. It tells the story of Los Angeles. It tells the story of race relations. It tells yeah. the story of the American judicial system. It it hits. It tells of fame and celebrity yeah. and reality yep. TV. All of these things were in one story at the same time. And it launched so, an entire franchise, absolutely. American Crime Story. Yep. Mm -hmm. Then they the the same production team did Versace. Um, 
Versace, which was really scary. And aren't they doing the Sterling? They are doing the Sterling. Also did the Bill Clinton one. And impeachment. And there's also another one in the pipeline on Aaron Hernandez. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I just did, so it's okay. Uh, I think it's been announced. I'm in. Yeah. I I don't say no more. I'm in. Especially because it's them. Crazy story. Yeah. What did you see the Netflix one? On Aaron Hernandez? Uh, I don't think so, but yeah. I, I just wait for I just wait for the color force because those are my those are my people. Yeah, the Aaron like, Hernandez one will. I was like, keep it's, your it's, attention. it's the event casting. That's that's what it's called. It's like who's going to play these small little roles and like that. Like in my show, there's there's a there's a role that Shelley Sterling, his lawyer, is uh, plays a big role. His name is Pierce O'Donnell. You know who plays him in our in our show? Corbin Burnson. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So fun, right? Third base for the Indians yeah. in the uh, Major League movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing I don't understand. Okay. I have spent much of my career as an actor. Much. You could not get me I, into I this. I tried. Even as a I thought you had a role as, as a reporter. Extra, no, I got nothing I tried. Out of this. I put you nothing. on the list. Yeah, it's I, 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 on the I, list. I should have been the list. They took Plasky over you. <laughs> oh, my they did. God. Plasky was the only one. So what happened was I gave them a list. I said, can you recommend Plasky some reporter act. types? Yeah. Okay. And uh, we want the schlubby looking journalist types. Oh, well, that is Plasky. <laughs> Gosh. What? Mace, you, Mace, you well, cleaned look, up yourself. You look at you. You got jackets. Game. Yeah, you, exactly. you were the center of the bullseye, I, oh, my friend. And then I was supposed yeah. to recommend a different type of a local news reporter who would be who would have credibly covered the show. John or, Ireland. No, no, no. For the news. For news. Okay, so, okay? so there uh, were two was... reporter roles. One was sports reporter to ask a question in the press So you're looking conference. like a Paul Moyer type sort of situation? No, no, no. I'll tell you who he was. Okay. okay. You're jumping ahead in the story. <laughs> okay, got it. So... I wrote a list and mm-hmm. I gave ten names. Yep. Okay. You were, I think, number one on the list. It was one or eleven. They passed. I think you so were number one. Hold on, I I'm gonna. S- didn't I, I, I send like it Leo to you? At the Oscars, I've been you were so top ten, Mace. Yeah. You were top ten. I put you I number one on the list. I was like, I gotta take care of my guy. Mm-hmm. I know this is important to him, so I put you on the list. Yep. Then I put Jim Hill. Because I well, thought he's, he's not Jim Hill. because sure. we wanted like instant credibility. Like we wanted people in L.A. to be like, oh, that's really Jim Hill. Oh, sure. my God. Then I put Plashkey. Then I put Ireland. I put Sedano on there further down the list. OK, good. <laughs> no, I mean, you know. it's true. Yeah. Sure. And then I gave them some <laughs> local news reporters who I thought would be great. So mm-hmm. I my girl, the one who ended up getting this role. OK. Beverly White. Do you remember oh, Beverly yeah. White? Oh, yeah. From, I remember from Beverly Channel News? 4. Yeah. Channel no, 4. Wasn't she Channel 7? No, she's Channel 4. Channel 4. Channel 4 yeah. forever. I was a Channel 4 okay. man, and I, so I know all the reporters. This is another way back story, okay? Uh, back when I was sort of flailing around in my 20s looking to hook on and do something good in my career, and I was getting frustrated at the Daily News because I wasn't moving up and the industry sucked, I, I went and got an internship at Channel 4 when I was like 26. Yep. I had to get work experience credit from Pierce College just to- Just to, just to qualify just for to the be, internship. To, to, to not get paid for my internship. Yeah, like right. all of our yeah. interns have right. to exactly. get course credit. Yeah. So I had to go and get like a student ID from Pierce and go take oh, a work wow. experience. Class. And I went and I like logged tape for Fred Rogan and I logged interviews and stuff. And then Beverly White was the nicest person who, who worked there. She said, if you ever want to come out on, in the field with me, yep. I'll take you out. I said, okay, I, oh my God, I would love to do that. So we went on a couple ride-alongs and she would like teach me how she was doing what she was doing. And then she goes, if you want to tape a stand-up after, afterwards and use it for your reel, you, you can, we'll have the cameraman Please do it. Please tell me you still have it. 
I don't oh, think I still God, have that, that reel. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know if I still have it, but I yeah. I could probably maybe I'll look I'll look. Um, it was like probably like VHS or something. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. I mean, right? it was probably like it was a while ago. So anyway, she was like really nice to me. She was the one who really like she didn't just stick me with her transcription or you know watch this and write a like she really taught me stuff. And so I have always been cool. I've always like shouted her out, and then. When we covered Sterling together, she was outside the courthouse with me. Okay. And so she and she was outside Donald Sterling's house. And I was like, I mean, she really was there. Like this is her role. And right. So that's right. who they cast. That's perfect. No, no, good. And it's yeah. another one you, of those. You LA just lost out to Plachki. That's what happened. <sighs> Plachki. I told him you have a SAG card. I told him everything. Of course, I'm we, we all do. We all I know. Right, I right. have one too. Yeah. I know. The union. So but I think he has one too. Most, yeah. uh, you know, what we should do before I ask oh, okay. you my question. It's probably yeah. just a look. We should do a little super crosstalk. Yeah, they went schlubby. Felt like I was sitting here uh, observing an episode of Inside the Actor's Studio. Oh, you yes, said you said was. something that was like, oh, they were looking for a look, not yeah, a part. Yeah, they were looking for a look. They weren't looking for an actor. They went Plachki because he's schlubbier. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hear I hope about he this. this. Yeah. I hope he writes a column. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, best stunt casting. In, we're talking about the OJ series because today is the anniversary of the premiere. Okay. David Schwimmer as Kardashian. Mm -hmm. Travolta as Bob Shapiro. Yep. Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran. Courtney B. Vance. Yeah. Or Sterling K. Brown as Chris Darden. Oh, that's a Sarah really Paulson good Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark. Very good. She, yeah, she was great. She was so good. They all fell into the roles. I think for me, it was Travolta as Shapiro because I only saw Travolta. Mm -hmm. like I'm it, with you on that. It never yeah, felt I, like I'm Shapiro. I'm with you on that. It, yeah. He was always Travolta. He was also mm -hmm. always Schwimmer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah that's but it was true. fun seeing like these big guys in, the, in that role. Right. Now, you've got... Who's playing Doc in your... Seriously? Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Lawrence, I mean, come perfect. On, that's perfect. perfect. Yeah, the and money. then um, uh, Donald Sterling is played by Ed O'Neill. Excellent. Oh, Ooh, very good. And Shelley Sterling is played by a great Australian actress named Jackie, Jackie Weaver. Weaver. Okay, you probably Fantastic. you would know her if you saw her. Yeah. Like What's so, her my name? Jackie, Jackie Weaver. Weaver. She she was in like Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings and... Playbook. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, she was in Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah She yeah. did Animal Kingdom, yeah. which was a great movie. The Australian movie is fantastic. When, are, when, when is it out? I think May. Uh, oh, think. we're getting close. Counting yeah. down. Okay. Counting close. down. I think. I, don't, I never hear these. You didn't they, they flex move. your muscles as EP to get Mace the yep. schlub reporter role? I, 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 I mean, I very detailed thing. I would have gained weight for the role. <laughs> Mace, there, Mace that, like that's commitment. Raging Bull. No, that's got, commitment yeah, right there. I would have gained weight. I, I could give Plachki a run. Like, here, here, this is the thing. You <laughs> realize. Plachki's taking strays for no reason. Jeez. <laughs> it's okay he got the role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he gets By the way, Plachki's like me. He doesn't mind. No, I yeah. know he doesn't. Just spell his I name right. It. I, it's how, very I hard to spell. What's up with Ron Burgundy today? Oh, I thought, you know, I. This this shirt yeah. was a stretch goal. Um, it, ah. it didn't fit for years and years. Yeah, I get you, it. Man. Now. Aspirational T-shirt. You know yeah. what? I have a shirt like that. It's my White Lotus shirt. Oh. I bought a shirt from the White Lotus. You know, like when it was on. It was, I bought like Did from the really? HBO show, and it came in a size that was too small. Uh. And I have not been able to wear it, but I'm gonna get there. I'm like five more pounds away from being able to wear it. Oh, nice. There you go. I'm gonna wear yeah. my White no, Lotus I've got shirt. The, I'm kind of a big deal okay. shirt. So I'll, I, awesome. I, there's a section of the closet in my bedroom yes that is stuff that we all I would have like one. to wear yeah, yeah, that yeah. We all have i that. can't quite yeah. get there but you're always like you know what it's the goal how often so you got one on today i do you said you're close 
That stuff is collecting Doesn't dust. Everybody, now, Slee, you're yeah. probably not in this category because no, I, Mace, he's Mace, fat listen, close. no, no, no guys, stop. We all do. Yeah, full of fat clothes. I could easily drop, and I'm sure many people. I could easily drop ten or fifteen. I need to, and I haven't done it. What you're saying, Mace, about having that section in the closet? I have shirts there. I'm like, yeah, that button should not be. Why is this such a? I'm like working out my arms just to get that button, and no, you can't wear that, Al. Yeah, that one doesn't work. Yeah, that, that one, one doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah, I'm no. also giving away a bunch of stuff to, uh, like, stuff. You know, your closet, my closet was just like a pile of clothes. I'm like, okay, I'm <laughs> going to try fits. to find a way through this. So I'm giving some stuff away. I'm f- I'm actually folding clothes. Okay, uh, hold on Which a is a brand new thing you, for me, you, folding clothes. Do you do your own laundry? Uh, I do. Okay, so you do the laundry. Yep. You take it out of the dryer. Yep. You just throw it in the closet? Um, You know, what what happens with me? I, I'll grab it and I'll just stick it where all the hoodies go, or stick it where all the sweatpants go, or stick it where the. But jeans you at least go. sort it into categories. They're in categories. Yeah, there's sections. There's sections. A different pile for everything. <laughs> I'm not the only you one. You have a by pile the way. of t-shirts in your closet. Pile of t-shirts. Okay, Mace, Absolutely. I got a question. Do you have, pile do you have of t-shirts? Why? Mace, do you have too many clothes? I do. I have way okay. too many clothes. I've got okay. a stack. Can I've, I... got a, I've got a pile of Lakers t-shirts, a pile of yep. Rams t-shirts, a pile Can of I... USC t-shirts. Can I give a suggestion? Yeah, yeah, Ashley. Mace, give, do this. And I think we all can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, go to Goodwill. Just, like, get rid of as much of that stuff as you can. Yeah. It's going to go to good use. I mean, how much do all of us just have way too much clothes? Clothes that we haven't worn in a long time. Just and, and there's also there's a good feeling about okay I got that out of my closet maybe I have more space maybe it's just more uh, it's more simple to pick from and then you're giving it to somebody that can use them yeah I'm I'm looking at stuff saying I am never gonna wear that again get rid like, of it like never ever yeah whether it fits get rid or of it. not yeah. get rid I'm of not it gonna wear it. the yeah. the good rule of thumb like this goes for like the kitchen too right yeah. yep. Do you remember the last time you used it? If the answer is no, oh, throw good, it away. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. the last time you wore that's that good. shirt? If the answer is I don't remember when I wore it, throw it. In, Some not, of those, it's been Give years. the clothes away, but get rid of but it. But I yeah. agree with that. If you know that you're never going to wear it, even if you, like, I have certain things that I bought once, and I thought, you know what, it's not really my style, but I looked good when I tried it on, and mm. then I've never worn them. Never worn. Like, tag still on. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just give it away. You're, if you haven't worn it in a year, you're not going you to. You have stuff you bought that you never put yes. on your body. Yes, like it Me too. looked I'm like it looked fan. good when I tried it on. I was trying to convince myself of a different look. Okay, but it's just not my thing, and so I never wear it, and it just sits there. Even somebody with the gave it on. to you as a gift, and yeah. I'm like, all right, well, that's yeah, never gonna exactly. I'm gonna wear that. Piles of crap. Yeah, piles, <laughs> piles of clothes. Oh man, it's, it's very good to declutter your life. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So, uh, so you did- know who's coming in today? O'Shea. O'Shea is yeah, going to be here. Very yeah. nice. Exciting. I, is, and, and he, I'm kind of t- hoping I get to run into him. Uh, I'm, he's, he said he'd be here at. One twelve fifty seven. So he's running a little bit late. Okay. What, Momo, what got into you? You got here before Supercross talk today. Um. Well, I. She was excited. I got OJ good traffic talk. on my way in, and and it was usually it takes me longer to get here, and it just was good traffic on the one hundred and one Friday light. And I ordered a Postmate uh, to deliver to the office. I got some. I got a smoothie because I didn't really have time to like make my lunch or anything. Right. And so I had to meet the Postmate out front. Yeah. So then it was like twelve forty three. And I was like, well. The name Momo and the words on time rarely appear in the same What do sentence. I do with all this, this extra eight minutes here? <laughs> do, okay, I got a question for you. <laughs> I, I am somebody that is so preoccupied, obsessed, borderline compulsive about being late that I 
almost to always show up way too early. Mm. Have so you, what do you do in those I, in that I, extra? I, I'm early happy time. to just sit tight and wait for the appointment. Like if I have a doctor's appointment, right? I got a doctor's appointment at three oh. o'clock, and if I roll in at two fifteen, I'll wait in my car. I can't in the remember the last line. time I was early. For how me. does that not <laughs> freak you out? Okay, okay, I, Trav, I don't know Trav, how you, like you say Susan just because it was next door to the where I was. What about airplanes? Do you just barely make it every time? Every time. Oh, wow. no, I can't do that. Not airport, I can't do it. That's right. Me and Momo had a very Close call I was like, point. we were like, we're going to make this flight. We're going to make it. And I, I think we were texting like, yes, I just parked. You're like, I'm five minutes behind. And, and, and yeah. missing it. It's like, oh, I'll just get the next one. I never miss it. But airport, I'm too nervous. No, airport, I'm too nervous. Yeah. But I won't. But listen, <laughs> but I won't. Yeah. And that is the fun. It's like, oh, it's I have the challenge. A, it's oh. the challenge. Yeah. It's like, well, to bring up it's OJ again, it's that OJ running through the airport and hopping <laughs> over hurts. the chairs and stuff yes. with the, what's that, the Hertz commercial? Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yes. I live for that. Yeah. There is nothing worse. Yeah, but that do you know, commercial. Do you know the highest Momo. moment I've had in a minute, in, in like the last year, was when <laughs> I got to Burbank Airport. I think I was coming from here, mm-hmm. and I was trying to catch a flight up to Sacramento mm-hmm. for a playoff game or whatever. And I made it to Burbank. It was bad traffic. It was this. I made it to Burbank Airport 23 minutes before my flight. And I was like, I'm never going to make this. Oh, my God. I'm going to miss this flight. And I parked. I did the valet at the perfect spot. I copped a jog <laughs> on the way t- through through security. I went right. Th- and I know where the secret entrance is at Burbank Airport. Mm, and then I important. went right through the TSA. And then I got there and I go, oh, my God. It's A8. So it's not A1 it's or A2. End. It's an entire jog. And I was like, it's a good thing you've been working out, Momo. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Cop a jog. Let's go. Let's go. And, and you made I it? made it like just as they were getting on, like, no big deal. The flight wasn't full. I got a good seat. I was like, Trav, I'm with you. I can't do so airport. Thrilling. That's too nerve wracking. I can't do airport. Oh, oh, there he is. I can't. There he is. There he is. Do you I know got- how Travis like? I'm still talking about. It. It's like it's like when people tell you about their 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 poker wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantasy football, mine golf is about, scores. Mine is about <laughs> making the flight. It's like, oh god, it was so thrilling. Yeah, I'm not. Twenty three minutes, all time record. I'm not. I'm not doing this to be. <laughs> Your story is creating anxiety for me. Oh, really? The story yes. itself. The story. God, the, the, what a rush. The, Here's here's what it is. My wife lives her life like you do. What and, a rush. and I can't do it. Like the idea, can we please leave at three o'clock? Yeah, sure. I'm genuinely asking you. Right. Tomorrow can we leave it? It would please do it. Can we leave at three? Yeah, I'll be ready to go at I three. Know. Yeah. And it's three forty five and we haven't even put a thing in the car uh, yet. I'm like I, Yeah, I mean well, I, higher, used higher, higher, higher. I used I to be late. I used to be late for everything, then I realized it's it's not it's disrespectful to yeah. the other people. Yeah, that's right. That's the problem. Well, th- that's the problem. Susan, did you hear Hold that? On. Where's it's the music? We need some music, Brian. Yeah, yeah we, we do. We welcome music. Shay is here. What's up, man? Oh, Shay Jackson in the house. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm looking good. Looking good. You know, I love when I uh, I love when I get to beat the Celtics without LeBron or AD. It's great to rub it in their fans' faces. Right. We don't even need them. We don't even need them. Does it change how you feel about who? About the team. Um, um, nah, a little right? bit, but really? uh, not about him. Yeah, well, not about him. Oh, we cover a lot him. of that. He, oh, he yeah. said, you know, those guys need to play like, you know, LeBron and AD aren't here. we got to find out. Isn't that your job to it, make sure that that happens? Exactly. Isn't that and, exactly what the coach is here to do? And you can't tell me that some of those Austin Reeves threes were drawn up. You can't tell me that that was no. part of your plan. And, uh, yeah, it, it showed that the guys have fight. It's one of those annoying games that makes you believe. You know, yeah, it gives it you, sucks you back in. It gives, yeah. you, gives hope. you hope. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like if we, this is what makes us the scary team to face in the playoffs. But we just got to see it on a more consistent basis. 
It's not happening now. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, it feels like, remember, we were all excited after they beat Golden State. Yep. Then they tanked two games in a row to really bad teams. Now they pull this but, off without AD okay, and LeBron. Okay, but here's the thing. Beating Golden State, was it a fun game to watch? Absolutely. Was it a cool Very ending? entertaining. Very entertaining. Yeah. Celtics, it's always good to beat the Celtics. Yeah. Team's still the team. Team's yeah. still the team. Yeah. The, te- the team is still a mediocre team. They're not bad. They're not very good. They're a mediocre team. They're 500. Yeah. If they – well, we'll talk to Momo about this, but if if they want to really make a run, they need to make a significant move at the trade deadline. They got six days to do it. Yeah, they do. They gotta, Super cross got, Hurry up. It's getting late early. Brought to you by <laughs> In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. See you, buddy.